Fight Podcast, hosted by Sergio Vicente. The Fight Podcast is brought to you by Sage Eats. Sage Eats is a Chicago-based healthy meal prep and fitness mentoring company. They deliver healthy, organic, custom meals directly to your home or office. For those of you not in Chicago, Sage Eats also offers online fitness mentoring where your personal fitness mentor will send you four weeks worth of workouts that are customized to your body and your goals. Your mentor is available seven days a week to answer questions and offer support. Sign up for Sage Eats at W www.sageeatschicago.com. Apply promo code FIGHT for 20% off your first three months. Now here's your host of the FIGHT podcast, Sergio Vicente. Yo! What's going on, everyone? This is your host of the FIGHT podcast, Serge Vicente, and this is episode 113. On today's episode, Brandon Camille, our weekly boxing contributor, is joining me once again to discuss all things boxing. We're going to go ahead and touch on last week's huge title fight and the ramifications from that. That was at 154 pounds with Jared Hurd and the new champion, Julian Williams. We're also going to talk about the biggest news of the week. This weekend's huge heavyweight title fight with WBC champion Deontay the Bronze Bomber Wilder. He'll be defending his chip against... U.S. Olympian Dominic Brazil. It's going to be an incredible fight. We'll discuss this and much more on today's episode. So without further ado, enjoy my episode with Brandon Camille, episode 113 of the Fight Podcast. There he is, the man himself. Yes, sir, man. Thanks for having me back. How you doing this week? I am doing very well, man. Look, man, well, I just want to let everybody know, joining me today once again the man, the myth, the legend, somebody that I am proud to call my friend, even though we've never really officially met. Coming soon. Coming soon. Uh, my boy, our weekly contributor, man, Brandon Camille, brother. Thank you so much for joining me once again on the show through the wizardry of, of Skype. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we, we are killing the game through Skype. It's a whole the other, uh, the Boxing Voice podcast, they on Skype too. Really? Yeah, I, well, I don't know how they run they bo- uh, they podcast a bit odd. They just recording their live show that they run on YouTube. But right. in order to call into them, you have to add them on Skype. It's like a whole thing. But they run a lot through Skype as well. So Skype is holding it down in the post Skype era. I'm telling you, man. Yeah. So I I got the <clears throat> original idea to utilize Skype because obviously I'm gonna start you know populating the YouTube page and everything um, and having all these up for everybody to enjoy coming soon coming very soon coming very soon um but for instance like Ariel Hawani you know he always has the guys you know come on and you know you can see the little Skype logo up there and and they're able to do that and at the same token I'm I'm, I'm able to go ahead and you know take the audio of it and throw it on the pod so that's always a great thing as well so you and know sir- Sir said Microsoft need to cut a check. We cut a nice little promo right now. Man, <laughs> man, Skype, what up? <laughs> Microsoft need to cut that check. Yo, but I, but I love it, man. I really believe that they do an incredible job. Um, but yo, man, um, as always, thank you for joining me, man. I hope you're doing well. How is everything out there in Beantown? Man, everything is good. I just had a little workout, and I'm like dead. I only did cardio, but like... Whew, my workout killed me this morning, Bro. but I, I feel, you know, I, I got that little workout high, so I'm feeling nice and energetic, but like still kind of drained. 
Oh, I understand, man. I um for the for some people who don't know, I I do um from time to time um I'm a nutrition coach as well as a, a strength and conditioning coach um part-time and I train, you know, uh, pro athletes and and some other, you know, um, you know, relatively high-level athletes. So I'm fortunate to be able to do that, but this this week I felt I was with, hey, training some of my high school kids. And I don't know what came over me, but they were they were finishing up doing some cardio to finish. There was only three kids. He's a sixteen year old. He's by himself. I'm like, all right, look. I this, see where this is going. It's the last little bit. I, I'm I'm gonna jump in here with you. So I, I got the the bright idea to jump in there because look, man, you know, you gotta let them, let the young boys know you can still get down. So I I went ahead and I and I did the cardio. And I'm not gonna lie, man, these high level athletes. Man, I smoked them. I smoked them. Oh, yeah, 100%. But I was dead, and I still feel it. Every bit of me hurts today. That was two days ago. Forget cardio. If anybody anybody who was there is listening now, man, that's all I had. That's the last bit of cardio you guys will ever see me do. (laughs) Your body body hurts, but your pride is full. (laughs) Oh, it's right there. We're good. We're good. Your pride is feeling good. Hey, man, when one of those athletes looked at me, it was like, yo, coach, man, you can move. I was like, well, hey, (laughs) I'm glad I'm that guy. (laughs) Man, but yo, um, with all that, you know, whatever aside, man, we've had some amazing, we got some great stuff coming up. And We've had some interesting things happen in the past. And a couple of things in the past that I know you and I have spoke about behind closed doors, but I want to give you an opportunity to address what's going on. Before we get into this, do you need do you want to cover anything? Um what what I want to cover. Before we jump um, into really jump into before the Before we the, before the, we the jump in potatoes of it. Yes, sir. Before we jump in, just say uh Aside from the topics that we're going to speak about on the show today, just a brief overview of last weekend of the relevant fights. You had Mikhail, Miguel Burchelt defeating Francisco Vargas via TKO6. Uh, his Francisco Vargas corner did not let him come out for that round. It was a good stoppage. She was getting beat up. And Burchelt looked good. Um, potential opponent out there for Javante Davis out there at super featherweight. Um 130 pounds. Also, you had Emmanuel Navarrete, TKO 12, Isaac Dogbay, the former champ. I think that is 122 pounds. Um, that was on ESPN. Uh, Burchett was on ESPN as well. Uh, those are the, aside from what we're speaking about, those are probably the uh, other two fights that wouldn't have gotten touched today. So just wanted to uh, touch on those really quickly. But oh, yeah. Thank you, man. And Let's you know what, and, and I have to say this, man. Um, one of the great things, man, about having you on, and I really appreciate that you. I mean, not only you know, I know you follow the sport. Obviously, you wouldn't be on here if you didn't. But I mean, being able to go over those things because a lot of those fights I don't even go over. I, I, I mean, I can't lie. Um, in terms of boxing, the bigger names and like the top top prospects. I'm honed into, but everything else in between, man, you're crushing, brother. So I really do appreciate when you do those uh, those overviews in the beginning of the episodes. I appreciate it, man. We're doing the same thing Saturday nights. You on the MMA, I'm on the boxing. So man. you know, we both got a role. <laughs> there it is, man. It was so cool. You jumped over there, man. And like you said, there were some important fights that happened, man. But the reason I wanted to address this first is because I, I think <clears throat> I think you have some explaining to do. 
Yes. Oh, absolutely. I I, um, I think that... um, Do do you want me to give a a background for the listeners, or do you want to just jump into it? Go ahead. Give a little background. All right. All right. So, um, probably one of the most heated discussions that uh, B and I have ever had here on the Fight Podcast, um, our boxing episodes, to the point that I can't lie, man. I I was peeved. One of the first times I was legitimately angry with this dude. And the reason it happened was because there was a post... It was with one of our, and we could both agree, right? This is one of our favorite up-and-coming fighters, right? Devin Haney. Yes. So, so Headlining next weekend. Yeah, yo, I can't wait. I can't wait. And then, you know, we'll be talking about that also. Um, but Devin Haney had, had a picture. He was out there at, uh, looked like he was out there at Virgil Hunters um, with this their stable of fighters. And in, in, in the picture, there was Amir Khan. There was Dominic Brazil. That's the other one. Chris Eubank Jr. It was Chris Eubank Jr. And our boy J-Rock, Julian Williams. So, Brandon goes out there and starts talking about how he, our, his young boy needs to get away from these losers. With this loser mentality. And they're not like elite and a whole bunch of other tomfoolery. I was legitimately peeved because I'm like, how dare you talk down about some of the best fighters in the world? These guys are, I don't care what organization, they're they're all top 20 at minimum in the world in their respective weight classes, which is phenomenal. But not for everybody, man. And, and, And then B goes out there and just absolutely destroys them, calls them all bums. They'll never do anything. They'll never be anything. Oh, and then this weekend happened. Oh, I, I had such joy watching arguably the fight of the year to this point, which would be Julian Williams versus Jared Hurd for the 154-pound lineal championship. Yes? Yes. All super right. welterweight Su- Super welterweight. Champion. Yep. Championship. Uh, actually, two of those belts. So yeah, just so I... Belts, wasn't it? It was um, everything I've... but the WBC. So I know it was the IBF, the WBA. Um, I don't think it was any other belts. There were any other belts on the line. I could be wrong, but I think it was the IBF. Oh, I know it was the IBF and WBA. Okay. Okay. Um, Okay. Well, regardless, he won a gang of belts. He won at least two. Um, Julian Williams goes out there and, and in my opinion, completely dominated Jared Hurd. It was was a very entertaining fight, um, but I only could give Jared Hurd three rounds tops realistically um i thought julian williams looked incredible won the belt dominating fashion looked great doing it brandon oh yes sir i i've been waiting and hey, i man. i've been waiting wait i need you to put some respect on j rock's name bro he, he he's getting all the respect that's coming um hey, when i first spoke about Julian Williams a few months back when the fight was first made. Um, and, and Sergio will tell you this. Sounds I said like I like Julian Williams. He took an L against Jamal Charlo when Jamal Charlo was fighting at 154. He One got knocked out. One of my favorite out. fighters in the, in the game right now. Yeah, he, he got knocked out with a beautiful uppercut. He, he got caught with a good shot. Since then, he, he continued got to... dropped first in the second round with a jab. Remember that? I do. He got I dropped do. with a jab, but... And and I and I, I know we'll jump back, but uh, that's actually no shame. Jamal Charlo has knocked down many people with his jab 
Jamal, should I say? He's knocked down at least four no, guys. Jamal. That I can think. Yeah, Jamal, Jamal. I was right. Yeah, Jamal knocked down at least four guys that I can think of with the jab. Jamal Charles is a solid fighter. I mean, yeah. he's champion at 160. I believe he has a belt up there. He does. He uh, he has been Gennady Golovkin's mandatory interim belt. Correct. Yes, he 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 has the WBC interim. He's um the mandatory for Gennady Golovkin for he's been the honestly the mandatory for about uh, two years, year and a half, two years. He's been the mandatory at this point in time, and um. I actually don't have it on the topics list, but uh, it seems like that fight might happen sooner than we think because it seems like they might be forcing, um, forcing the action with a couple of these uh, these belts. Yeah, I think um, you know what we'll get we'll get we'll to get that. Into sh- that. We'll get into that. But go ahead, yeah, uh, continue. I said I like Julian Williams because a lot of boxers take a loss and. They just go into oblivion. We don't see him in the ring for two years. And, you know, sometimes, especially in a war, that may be necessary. Um, one of the things that Sir just taught me is when you have a war inside the ring or you get knocked out really badly, you need at least six months. Would you say that's about right? Uh, at minimum. Julian Williams continued to fight. He stayed at, he stayed active, um, probably along his normal cadence mm-hmm. after he took took that knockout until he was given another title opportunity against Jared Swift Hurd or Swift Jared Hurd right out of D.C. Uh, Jared Hurd is not known for his boxing skill, but but has an incredible resume, has an incredible resume. He's known to walk you down. And up to this point, you know, we know what it is with Jared Hurd. Jared Hurd will take will lose the first couple rounds. He'll get hit a little bit. Then he will get into the fight and he comes on and you can't keep him off in the later rounds because what fighters will try to do against Jared Hurd is they try to keep their distance. They try to keep the distance. They try to stay away from him, create angles, make a move. But when you're doing that for so long, he just grinds you. He He's grinds like you down and he just he does. He just does not stop. He has relentless pressure, even in this fight with Julian Williams. Julian Williams, straight out of Philadelphia. Man, rocking that Philly beard. Oh, that Philly beard. Philadelphia is a huge boxing city. Uh, A lot of great fighters coming out of Philadelphia, from the Danny Garcias to the smoking Joe Frazier. (laughs) And, um, you know, he came to that fight with a totally different game plan. A great game plan for Jared Hurd. Uh, apparently, he got a new strength and conditioning coach. He looked, and physically, he, he looked incredible. He looked strong. He looked fucking strong. He looked good. He looked amazing that yeah. night. One thing uh, I'll say really quick, I'm sorry to cut you off, but in, in terms of his strength and conditioning, one thing that I noticed off the bat, and this is something that you rarely see in boxers. Well, you're starting to see it more now with the elite boxers, but um, did you notice... Julian Williams' legs in comparison to Jared Hurd's? I did not. Dude, you can see one dude looks like he squats consistently. One dude looks like he hasn't ever squatted a day in his life. It's like Julian Williams physically, you can see, and the way he was, because of it, I really believe his footwork improved, his speed, and, and honestly, his 
is being able to take withstand punishment throughout the fight. I think because of his strength and conditioning has really benefited that man. He looked incredible. It really, I was really impressed with Julian Williams. And as a fighter, Sergio, you know how important those legs are throughout the course of the fight. 100%. Obviously, you want to be able to move, but you also that strength in your shots it comes from your legs. Yes. So strong having strong legs is important in boxing, but you'll see a lot of boxers with skinnier legs. They do a lot a lot of road work, not a lot of a lot of weights and that's just how how it works out and a lot and of it's boxers- because it's it, because a lot of boxing especially in terms of strength conditioning it is very old school it is very old school, and and so you're. It's now starting to shift, but that is one thing in terms. I'll say like strength conditioning wise, I I have to say that MMA definitely has an upper hand at this point in time than boxing does. That is true. MMA they also have shorter fights, and so one of the things I've seen and heard boxers say is you you won't see as many you know people like Timothy Bradley or even Anthony Joshua who are just shredded from head to toe in boxing no, because. You know. As you go into those later rounds, those muscles, what do they carry? Lactic acid. And you cannot move in those some of those later rounds if you have a huge muscle. Let me say build. this. The, it's not I, for everybody. No, but. I don't say it's not for everybody. But you when you think about it though, and, and this is just honestly, I'm just thinking about it now. That seems like more and more of a fallacy the better technology and strength and conditioning gets because look, not I'm not even thinking about Timothy Bradley and and Anthony Joshua, who we who we know are yoked right and we we associate them with being jacked but think about the elite boxers right now in the game dude um the charlo twins are both jacked um deontay wilder even though he's lean did we'll talk about him dude 225 i I, I, I just wrote it down that's you know what I'm saying? Stacked right now. We well, have, I, I would say I would say Jamal Charlo is ripped. Jamal what? Jamal is he's a bit more of a typical average boxer frame. Right. He, he, Jamal he's definitely is, shredded. Jamal is diesel right now. He's yeah. he looks super. But at the same token, Canelo Alvarez, Danny Jacobs, like these guys the, are big but, physically. Like now, more more so than in the past, I'll say. I would say yes, they're big physically, but it's a difference. Even Canelo and Jacobs, though they look good, they're shredded. They're going to be shredded because they're not carrying a lot of body fat. But there's a difference between having that where you can see your yes. muscles because yes. you have you don't have a lot of body fat. And when you are building muscle like an Anthony Joshua or even like a Jamel Charlo, okay. who you can say they have bigger muscles. You're right. You're right. right. I, I, I lactic can... acid is going to build in those later rounds. And that's Andre Ward first mentioned that. Um, probably a few months ago in a broadcast, and I picked up on that. Yeah, man. I I don't know, man. I'm I'm noticing more and more that that's changing. I think just because the athletes are starting to change. You and, know, who in the, in the uh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. You know who he was talking about? It wasn't on a broadcast. I was watching a YouTube video, and they had just whatever belt had ordered the fight between. Um, Sergey Kovalev and Anthony Yard. Yes, and they had asked Andre. I'm Ward really looking it. forward to that, by the way. I'm looking forward to. Well, I mean, you have to look forward to it because you're going to watch Sergey Kovalev regardless. He's not yes. a boring nor a bad fighter, and we don't know what we have with Anthony Yard. He's been brought along slowly, and Kovalev is a huge step up in competition. But Anthony Yard represents that big body full of muscles build that 
could be an issue in the later rounds. We don't, we literally know nothing about Anthony Yard aside from yes, he looks big, he has some power, but we don't know what he looks like late into a fight. We don't know what he looks like against a uh, a veteran that's past his prime. He didn't get the normal, you right, know, you know, right. up the ranks. He fought a couple guys in the UK. Now we're at Kovalev. Right. I, I don't even know how we got here. I know. Well, speaking of not knowing how we got here, let's go ahead and get back on yeah. track because we've, 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 we've been run, running everywhere. That's m- me as so, well. So go so, ahead. So Hurd fought on, I mean, uh, Williams fought an amazing fight. He looked strong. He had a great game plan. And Hurd, we know what he's going to do. He pushes forward all fight. Williams, instead of trying to create that distance, he's from Philly. He got it up out the mud. He embraced it. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to get my belts trying to walk around the fire. I'm going to walk through the fire. Hit him so with I'm that going vein. to. I was born in the darkness. I'm going to beat you with what you're good at. I'm going to inside fight with you all night. You're not going to push me against the ropes because I can do many things. I'm a boxer. Mm-hmm. You can do one thing, which is come forward. So I'm going to push you against the ropes instead of allowing you to push me with the strength and conditioning coach that I bought in for this camp. I'm going to beat you with inside fighting Mm -hmm. all night. I'm going to hit you. I'm going to mix it up. I'm going to go to the body. I'm going to go to the head. I'm going to send you to the canvas for the first time ever in the second round. He fought beautifully throughout the night. And by no means was this an easy fight for Julian Williams. Not at all. It, it was a it was a tough fight. It was a scrap. Even was, though I thought it was dominant, it was a scrap. So I wouldn't call it dominant. I think it was a clear win. I wouldn't call it dominant. Um, you know, there was definitely give and take, but Julian Williams was the clear winner probably in the 8-4-9-3 range. Uh, and then you had the knockdown on I top had of it at 9-3. I think the judges had it um 113 to like 116 because yeah. of the knockdown and that two of them had it that way one of them went the route of like 111 to i, I, like I don't know where my numbers are at 111 something like that but I'll it, pull them up. what they had they basically had it seven five and eight four with an extra point for the knockdown um and and it was well deserved i love to see that um i did not give julian williams a chance absolutely not his performance shocked me. On Saturday and throughout the week, I have eaten crow. I have eaten crow, and I have eaten crow. Julian Williams deserves an apology from me. And he went to D.C., Jared Hurd's hometown. Jared Hurd brought out the Redskins band, and he took, he earned that type, those two belts. He's well-deserving of them. Like I said. Hey, and I, the D.C. Honestly, crowd seemed to appreciate it also. The D.C. crowd seemed to appreciate it. Yes. One thing I like about Jared Hurd, um, Jared Hurd, he's embraced it as well. He's like, hey, I, and, and the way Jared Hurd fights and carries himself, I appreciate that. He's been on social media still posting and speaking about the fight. He's not going into hiding. He knows he's, that he's, he's a, a true champion. And that's one thing I'll give Jared Hurd. Um, but one thing you and I also discussed in, uh, you know, you know, obviously before the show. But and, you know, after that fight, we've talked about it a, a little bit, but. The more I look at Jared Hurd, 
it seems as if some of these upper echelon guys in terms of who have who are big powerful who can withstand punishment but throw better combinations are gonna get him out of there and i'm gonna win fights like that it doesn't seem like that style especially now that we've seen it being beaten because you know what people do it's a copycat league just like anything else we see a game plan now everybody's gonna be like ah there it is and they're gonna try to implement that same game plan and there are upper echelon guys who could actually do those type of things i'm worried for jared hurd in terms of his future do you think that do you think he is skilled enough to develop so that he can continue being an upper echelon guy and a champion in this division he has the tools if anybody watched that fight and at this point, Jared Hurd claims he's going to um, – he has a rematch clause in his contract when he does plan on going after this rematch. I think we'll it's going to be in Philly if they do it again. They're, I know and, and, um, that's what Julian Williams was talking about. And it should be. But right now, it, it, it doesn't seem um, – even though Jared Hurd had said that, it doesn't seem that that's where it's going. Now, yet to be determined, we don't know anything. If they have a rematch in Philly – I will try to go because that is going to be an amazing fight. Be amazing, but Jared Hurd. I don't even know if he's ready to come back to 154. He has a very hard time making the weight, and if you see him in the ring with any of the 154 pound fighters, he looks huge. He's enormous. Not only is he tall, he's towering over these guys. He's so long, and when you speak about having those skills. One skill that he can easily adopt is just a better jab. When he was throwing that jab, you're, I'm, I'm like, holy shit. He damn near hit him from his corner. <laughs> like yeah. he, he, like yeah. that jab is long. If he could better make better use of that jab, like, he doesn't have to change Does much. Does it but- seem like Jared Hurd from time to time ends up pushing his punches? It seems like from time to time he pushes his punches, which, again, I don't know if that's something that he could improve on at this point in time in his career, but he does plot forward and he ends up squaring up with his opponents a lot of times. And when he ends up doing that, he allows himself to end up getting hit. And because he's flat footed and square, he ends up pushing a lot of his punches. Have you seen that, too, or is it just me? No, I mean, he's pushing his jab. I don't think he pushes all of his punches, but he definitely pushes his jab. Almost like my corner told me to throw this jab. I got to throw it even though I don't I don't want to. And this is the best way I know how. Right. right. Um, No, I understand that. So he does look like he's pushing that jab a little bit. The rest of his punches. okay, but that jab, he does look like he's pushing it a little bit and he needs to use it a little bit more. He needs to jab in and jab out when he wants to take a break, especially with having such a long jab that he could use to keep opponents off of him if he needs a break with that aggressive style. Right. Now, that being said, I saw Tony Harrison, a victim of Jared Hurd, and I want to speak about this as well, and I mentioned it before, and this is a fight where we saw something like this play out. Mm-hmm. Um, hey, Tony and after Harris- this, we got to move on to the next topic, so go ahead and get this last po- uh, point All out. Right. Yep. Tony Harrison mentioned, uh, had said, I'm cool with both fighters, and I told Jared Hurd he has to stop taking punishment like this. And I'm a huge fan of Jared Hurd. But he's right. You know, I don't you love it when you have because, look, don't get it twisted. I love rivalries. You know what I mean? Like, I love beef. I think we all do. We love the drama. But I also like it when you have some of these top athletes and they really mess with each other. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, we cool. We just we're just it's competition, you know, and and I like that Tony Harrison is somebody who was forthright and honest with his boy, essentially. 
it is what it is, and that's how it should be. Yeah. I mean, plain and simple. I love it. For, for, and there's a couple points I want to make here, and I know we got to move on, Serge. One, Tony Harrison had mentioned um, Jared Hurd has to stop, uh, you know, making it, he has to stop using his head as defense because every single Jared Hurd fight looks the same. He happened to lose this last one, but it doesn't really change what his past couple fights, aside from his bout in December, which was a walkover opponent, all of his fights look like this. Yeah. He takes a lot of punishment, and that's just not that's not a long-term yeah. strategy. Yeah, because when, let's be honest, if he didn't stop Lada, he could have he pro- he probably would have lost that fight. He didn't stop him, that knockdown. That knockdown. That's what I mean. If he didn't get that knockdown, he would have lost. No, he wouldn't have lost. He would have got a draw, which is actually was the beauty of the fight that made it fight of the year because yes. he was going after Lara's belt. Yeah. If he does not get that knockdown, it's a draw. Yeah. It's a knockdown in the 12th round for the win. Yeah. So that was of, pretty cool. It was, it was great. But like you said, yeah, he, he needs to adapt that style in some capacity if he wants to continue winning, man. But, yo, um, we got to move on. We got to move on, a, man. That's a, not – that's it. What's Okay, real okay. quick. Say it. So – Two quick points. One, we rarely, and this was addressed in a video after the fights, we rarely get classics. We rarely get fights of the year that look like that with all those, all the big blows that were landed, all of those, uh, all the big shots with two black fighters. Maybe two, two, two Hispanic fighters, maybe a Hispanic and a black fighter, but rarely do we get that type of fight with two black fighters. That's a very I love good that. point. Yeah, I heard that also. That was a great point. That is a great point. Another another one, probably not as good as that point, but I still want to mention it. I had mentioned this before on the podcast where previous opponents, when they come back and make something of themselves, they do something, it bolsters someone's resume. So while Tony Harrison was just a name for a pretty long time on Jared Hurd's resume, now that Tony Harrison won a belt, it Jared Hurd's resume looks a lot better. And I say that for the same uh, about Jamal Charlo. For a long time, Julian Williams was just a name on his resume. Now, yeah, now, 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 his, they, re, now his resume looks far it looks, better. It looks a lot better, yeah. a lot better. So, yeah. And he might be able a, to get more fights because of it now. That's, that's a good thing. Or definitely. should I say bigger paydays? All right, that's it. Cool. All right, um, this weekend, we have an incredible fight coming up. Um, you know, Alabama's finest, you know, the American heavyweight champion, the bronze bomber, Deontay Wilder, is going ahead defending his WBC strap at the Barclays Center in Brooklyn, New York, against the the uh, California native, Dominic uh, Brazil. His, his intro was weak. <laughs> oh, I know, man. Hey, you know what? Okay, here, let me say it like this. I'm dude, Dominic Dominic Brazil, former football player turned, you know, boxer, Olympian, somebody who only has one loss in his record. He is trying to get to the elite. He's under the right under the elites. If he gets this win, he will definitely be right there in the elites. Only person he's ever lost to is the great Anthony Joshua. We have Dominic Brazil coming and challenging for that strap. There we go. There it is. There all right. It is, all right. Get, um, get at get at get at, uh, 
not elite boxer some respect. Yeah, I know. Hey, look, I, <laughs> hey, I, I've given him a shake. And I, and I honestly, I thoroughly believe that this fight, a lot of people are making it seem like it's going to be a wash by Deontay Wilder. I don't believe that. I really do believe that, you know, Dominic Brazil definitely has some solid skills. He has good, he puts his hands together well. And here's the thing. He's somebody who is extremely tough. Um, even in the fight that he had against Anthony Joshua, he gave Anthony Joshua a little bit of trouble. Not saying that he it was something that was like, you know, he was really, you know, an issue, but he gave him trouble for the first five or so rounds. Um, just because of his activity and his sheer size. He's a massive heavyweight fighter. Um, who's an elite level athlete? I'm not gonna say he's elite level boxers at this point, but he's definitely elite level athlete. Um with all that being said, and here's a couple things that I want to ask um, before I get, get to my fight pick. A lot this week has been made of Deontay Wilder and some of his comments. And a lot of people are, are been out of shape about his comments saying that he wants to essentially catch a body. He's waiting to catch a body in the ring. And he believes because of this beef with Dominic Brazil, and we can get into that a little bit if you like, um, but... A lot of he he believes that he's like I don't I want to catch a body I want to beat this dude till he's like dead. Do you think he's out of bounds with doing that? There was um, there were some tweets or some comments made by I believe it's Mauricio Suleiman. I don't know if it's Mauricio, but Mr. Suleiman of the WBC. Uh, they were not happy about that. And if you, if you're the WBC. I get that. That's not something you want to hear from the champion that's wearing your strap. That's fair. Now, everybody else, as Sergio would say, y'all butthurt. Because unless he's going in there and fighting dirty to actually try and kill him, he's hitting behind the head. He's hitting after the bell. If he's still abiding by the rules in the ring, I mean... What did we show up to a Deontay Wilder fight for? Like, none of us want to see a, a person die. And honestly, I don't think Deontay Wilder wants that either. But at the same time, this we're, we're watching fighters. Like, when do fighters get in the ring and not want to kill the person across from them? As long as they can hear that bell, they can step back when, when there's a knockdown. But that's their mindset. I have to go through this guy. Like, that's the mindset that they have. And not only that... That's the mindset that we pay for. So if he says he wants to kill his opponent and there's some bad blood there, it's probably, and I'm going to defend Deontay Wilder here because I'm just not about to put down our black American champ that don't get enough attention. We have an Amer- a, a champ here in America that's doing his best to build this fight. and Because Dominic oh, Brazil doesn't talk. He, he doesn't talk. He's not like, selling the fight. But Eddie Hearn is always is making the right moves. And you got all these girls obsessed with AJ. He, he, get, he got a name in the streets bigger than Deontay Wilder, our champ, that has got it out the mud, knocking everybody out. Yes. Like, we, not, we don't give him enough love in America. And he is desperately trying to build his fan base. And, I mean, obviously we know who he is, but we're not giving him that love. And he that's what he wants. He's trying to build the fight. And if y'all not going to give it to him, boy, then... He's going to turn heel. But well, y'all going to pay for it regardless. So here's the thing. I'm not going to lie. And, he, and it's, it's not even that he's even done a full heel turn, which you and I are from. I'm a little older than you are, but we've talked about that attitude era of the WWE. That was the best era. People loved it. 
he's essentially turning into the rock of boxing at this point in time he's that guy he's charismatic he's loud he's fun but at the same token you can tell my man's out here selling a fight He's selling a fight. And here's the thing. What do fighters say? What do we remember? We Dude, we grew up, we loved Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson told somebody at one point in time, he said, I'm going to fuck you till you love me. And Mike then Tyson he dropped it. Then he called him a maggot. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, dude, he, how you, he said he's going to F him till you love him. And then he's going to call him a homophobic slur. Yo, that's the era that... I grew up with uh, Deontay Wilder. You, that's what we remember. I'm going to eat your children. I'm going to do this. Fam, he is selling the fight. Now, this is one thing that I will say that I did. It's in the same token, I didn't appreciate Dominic Brazil shit talk. And this is why. You're a black man. And you're sitting here trying to essentially say that this other black man is dumb. At the press conference, I don't know if you saw the press conference, he kept on bringing out the Urban Dictionary. And he was like, well, I don't know what he's saying, so let me look through this Urban Dictionary because that's some, you know, Ebonics that I don't know. Yo, fam, you're a cornball. You're an absolute cornball. And for me, as a black man, he should know better. He should absolutely know better. And he should also know, look, dude, my man's from Alabama. They have different dialects down there. If you listen to Deontay Wilder speak, he's really eloquent in what he says. He's not a dumb guy. I don't think he's a dumb guy. And it, personally, I, I don't think he speaks well. Like, obviously, like he's he he doesn't speak proper English. But I mean, he down from Alabama. He's a boxer. He, he I, I sell software. He don't need to speak like me hey man. <laughs> at the same time. He's good at what he's better at what he does than do I am at what where, I do. Do you know where Alabama ranks in the country in terms of education? I just saw this number today. I mean, I, I mean, Alabama is out, out is also out here wilding, bro. They're wilding out. Yes. Wilding with the with the abortion, with the abortion. law. So, I mean, and they're, they're ranked clo- 50th, bro. The whole the whole Bible Belt is, is ranked pretty bad in education. They rank 50th. Yeah. In I education. Mean, so, look, let's let's take into context Dominic Brazil, who we're talking about, you know, and somebody whom probably didn't have the best education. Everything come up has made a name for himself and is really elevating his life and his family. So, again, I understand shit talk. I understand gamesmanship when we're talking about another black man's intellect and that capacity being another black man. Man, that's in my feet. I felt like that was a little bit of neocolonialism. But I mean, hey, who am I? I don't I don't think that's fair because you can't say that Deontay, you can't give Deontay Wilder a pass for saying that he wants to kill somebody, which is something pretty barbaric to say. I think it's okay being who he is, but it's still, you know, barbaric, but it builds the fight. Um, You can't say he's cool with that and then say you're not cool with uh, Dominic Brazil being like, hey, bro, I can't understand you. You're not speaking good English. Like, I look, I I, I, I do understand it and I do understand it. I'm I'm more so thinking about in this day and age and you know how compelling certain things are i i I thought it was in bad taste i felt like that was in more bad taste than the catching a body because in terms of catching a body fam that's 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 the, the thing we all that's fighting this isn't a gentleman's sport but regard i digress jumping into the fight itself 
let's jump into the fight. Jumping First of all, let's, let's jump back out the fight. Holy shit. Like, when you saw those pictures of Deontay's Wilder, Deontay Wilder's new physique, like, what was running through your head? I mean, personally, my first thoughts were, okay, well, did he keep his speed? How, how, like, how is his agility going to look? But, I mean, he looks scary. Like, n- nice 230, all muscle. Like yeah, he yeah. just fought in he just fought in December. Putting on that much muscle that much muscle weight that quickly, I mean, that's not an easy he's, task. Though he's a professional athlete. I mean mm-hmm. his coaches it, said the biggest change to is was his diet. And the biggest thing that they felt that they needed to do in this camp was making sure he's eating because Deontay Wilder is somebody whom as admittedly he's like, Man, I just don't eat as much as I need to. And being an athlete, being that he burns as many calories in the workouts that he does, he ends up being very thin. So this time he's been forcing himself to eat. He weighed in in mid 220s, around 225. Um, I think and it was probably like what 209 two, for the fight against Fury. 209 right? against Fury. So again, he's put on a, a nice amount of weight, which I believe in turn, when he's at 225 ish, that's when he's the, at his most devastating. That's when he really puts guys away. All of his violent knockouts, he's tend to weigh in around there. His fight against um I don't want to say, it's um the Haitian brother. Um uh Bermain Severn. Bermain Severn. That's where he was. He was in that range. When he fought against uh, I mean all of his violent knockouts, that's where he was. I think this is him at his healthiest. I thought he looked incredible, man. Um I don't. It's not going to slow him down. I think this is him at his peak. And honestly, I think that he has finally been able to look at those fights. That fight with Fury was such a big fight. I think he's going to be back into his comfort zone, being that it's at the Barclays Center. Being, and I think he's really going to perform to the best of his ability. And De- De- um, Deontay Wilder loves the Barclays Center, but he's been adamant about saying that he does want to fight in other places. He's the heavyweight champ of the world. And he wants to be that. And I mean, other cities in America that don't typically get Deontay Wilder's fight, Deontay Wilder's fight, uh, Deontay Wilder fights like in Atlanta. Like, why are there not more fights in Atlanta, in the southeast with that big ass black fan base? Like, why would you not put a fight in Atlanta? And they never do. And not to mention that he's from Alabama. Do you think people from it's Atlanta, real close? It's very close. Um, I, it, it makes no sense. Um, but, but I also yeah, go ahead. And so, um, he wants to fight around the world. I think that's pretty cool. But also, I heard during this camp, and I'm kind of jumping around here. No, no, Deontay Wilder was working on his body punching. I know. Yeah, that's, that's something I've called for Deontay Wilder to work on his body punching, and I'm excited to see what it looks like tonight. And that is actually what I think would be Dominic Brazil's chance. With Deontay Wilder working, trying to use this fight uh, as an opportunity to tie in some of that body work that he's been working on, that may require him, depending on what he's going to go for, to be a little bit more, uh, a little bit closer to him. And that's where Brazil does his best work is in close. Anthony Joshua is also a good 
inside fighter. He always finds a way to create space for that uppercut, which is why Dominic Brazil was able to have some success against Anthony Joshua because they were close to each other. Mm-hmm. Deontay Wilder is very good at keeping distance between uh, him himself and other fighters. With that long length, he, length, he uses that left jab to keep that dis- mm-hmm. distance. So really quick, they're both 6'7". Deontay Wilder has an 83-inch reach. Dominic Brazil only has an 80-inch reach. So keep that in mind also. He's still good at, at keeping distance. Oh, no, I'm saying, it, I'm saying, it, I, I believe that 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 is going to come into account in some capacity because he does fight on the outside. I think that he also probably has the best jab in the heavyweight division right now when he's on his game against the southpaw. Not as much, but Dominic Brazil is a conventional fighter, so I think he's going to be able to sit back and scope him with that amazing jab that he does have. I did not know he was uh, giving up some reach there i don't know if we've ever seen deontay wilder give up reach no no so Deontay Wilder's not giving up well. reach dominic oh. brazil he had dominic wilder deontay wilder has an 83 inch reach brazil okay. has an 80 inch reach that sounds about right i yeah. don't think we've ever seen uh wilder give up a reach advantage which would be interesting to see but yes like i said that's mm-hmm. only going to His help reach him. is also longer than um than josh was also yeah, I mean, I, I figured that. Um, Joshua don't look like he have the, the longest. He, Dian- his, he, I think he only has like 78 injury. He has like T-Rex arms. Big ass T-Rex arms. Big, big strong T-Rex arms, yeah. Yeah, um, so uh, yeah, but Deontay Wilder's arms look long. And so he's going to be able to use that jab. And I, I, this fight doesn't go the distance. Even if Brazil wins, he's going to get a knockout. I just don't see this fight going the distance. I see Deontay Wilder within five. Um, I, I, I'm going to agree with you. I also have Deontay Wilder. Um, I had him picked for the fifth round also. Um, look, all in all, I do believe it's going to be an entertaining fight. But I think that we're going to get the best Deontay Wilder um, that that we've, that we've wanted to see for a while, man. But um, well, it, well, absolutely. He has something. He feels like he has something to prove. Which is beautiful. Fury fight. Yeah. So I think, again, I think he's going to come in tip top and my man is going to do his thing, man. Um, he looks extremely focused also. I'll give him that. At the weigh-ins, he looks great. He looks healthy. He looks extremely focused, man. I don't see this one slipping past him. Somebody else who's on this card who looks extremely focused, hungry, and ready. One of our favorites also, Gary Russell Jr. Calling out Tank. Calling out Tank. And that's one Give thing me I actually wanted smoke, to ask B. you about. So, um, Gary Russell Jr. is somebody whom has... I, do you, I don't want to say he's on the fringe, but I think he's one of the most respectable guys in the smaller weight classes. Everyone really enjoys him. And some of his highlights and some of the combinations and hand speed that he has. Oh, my God. Dude is incredible, man. Uh, Gary Russell Jr., known for the fastest hands in boxing. Whether that's true or not, we don't know, but shit, it damn sure looks like it. Uh, he is one loss against Lomachenko, which No is, shame in that. Yeah, no shame in that at all. Um, I, I, obviously, I think he wins tonight on the, on the, during the co-main event, but if he wins tonight... Uh, he says he's going to move up and wait or he would uh, take on Leo Santa Cruz, a fight which I'm, I know we both would love to see. But he, he's I mean, called out both of them, he, Leo Santa Cruz and Tank Davis, which I thoroughly appreciate. He's talking about his next fight. And I'm just like, you only fight once a year. Like, I'm not even going to hype myself up 
for your next fight. And you calling out two motherfuckers. I might not see you fight Tank till, if at all, till 2021. And Tank already looking fat. I don't know how long he's going to last at 130. So, I mean, if he was a bit more active, I think he has brittle hands, but if he was a bit more active at least twice a year, which is what we see for more uh, champions. For most most champions fighters. fight twice a yeah. year. Yeah, at least twice a year, if not more. Um, then I'd be a, I, I'd care a bit more. But mm-hmm. because he only fights once a year, it's so hard for me to even think about that because I may not see him till May 2020. But if I had to pick, I'd say Leo, Leo Santa Cruz because uh, that fight is seemingly easier to make and he's right there in the same weight class. So let's just make that happen. I, I think, I, obviously, I would love to see the Tank Davis fight. He and Tank Davis would be great. Um, I would love to see his speed against Tank's power. Um, it would be incredible. With all that being said, I'm down for Leo Santa Cruz. Hopefully they can make that happen for the end of this year, if not the beginning of next year, if they can. Leo Santa Cruz is down to fight. He he, and, he 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 wants all the smoke. And that's one thing that that's why he's one of the most exciting champions in the sport. And let's call it what it is. We know Gary Russell wants that smoke. Tank is cherry picking at this point. Yeah, yes. Because he's 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 playing on that money Mayweather playbook not the pretty boy mayweather playbook but he's playing he's trying to play on the money mayweather playbook on the adrian while he's on the adrian Bronner path that's not that's not a good mixture it's he, not he's he's fighting a guy named ricardo nunez 21 and 2 but i mean another who is this guy who's been knocked out before by another who is this guy um they're fighting on july 27th in um in his hometown of baltimore but i mean You've seen I don't know if you've seen any of the pictures of Tank lately, one which Tevin Farmer posted. uh, He looked like he was shooting a commercial or something. He was in a boxing ring. Yeah. uh, Looking kind of fat. Another one. A girl. My man is looking round. A girl. I don't know if a girl or his girl had him on video with just his gut poking out and like like standing up. It's not like he was sitting down in a bad. He was just standing straight up with his with his gut out. And I'm just like. Why are you on this? Look, here's my hot take of the day, okay? We will sooner than later see the the fall of Tank Davis. Um, And and the reason I'm saying that is this. He is showing me more and more that when you look at all the, the best champions, even Floyd Mayweather, they have the discipline to train all year long. The, the best of the best never really stop working. They never allow themselves to really get out of shape. I mean, their mindset, they cannot allow someone else to be working harder exactly. than them. So, and, and it's hard. And, and, tank, and Tank shuts it off, bro. The fact that he allows that to happen. And like we said, he's on he's out here cherry picking, but he's at the same token trying to be on this Adrian Broner kind of thing. Also, it, it doesn't look good. And again, th- we're, we're not here to talk about. Um, I want to talk more about Gary Russell than anything else. But um, just Tank Davis in itself in his own right, man. Um, I, I would love to see some changes. I, I want to see somebody else take control of his career because um I think he's extremely talented, but um, I don't know, man. I don't like what I'm seeing. And here's the thing. The dude is an absolute monster. Absolute so, monster. Yeah, man. Um, a lot of power. Great. Better boxing IQ than he gets credit for. By far. And if, oh, if you yeah. watch some of his fights, that footwork is, is tight. It's solid. It's not just a guy that's powerful. And I think he's 
well fit up to 135 where he can use that power to potentially hide other flaws that he may be having. Yes. But sooner or later, that lifestyle catches up to you. It's going to catch up, man. So, um, all in all, man, I think this weekend, obviously, the main event's going to be incredible. Um, we both have Deontay Wilder in five. And um, I th- Gary obviously, Gary Russell by decision. Yep, definitely, definitely. Cool, man. All right, this fight actually was um, hasn't been announced, but it's, it's currently in the works. And I thought this was really interesting. I was actually re- kind of surprised of this move. Mikey Garcia, who just lost to Errol Spence at 147, is attempting to come back to welterweight and fight against former champion Danny Garcia. So when I first heard of this, I was like, I, I didn't understand it for Mikey. These guys at this weight class, especially the upper echelon guys, seem like they, they might be too big. We A lot of us are expected for him to go back down, possibly fight somebody like a Lomachenko in the near future. But I, I don't. Do you get this move? We can't be mad at Mikey Garcia. <laughs> We're not allowed to. We get annoyed at all of these cherry picking fighters you know picking bad fights here and there maybe Mikey Garcia is too small for the welterweight division but he feels that he can be competitive with these high level fighters he took a loss most people after a loss most people were conditioned to be like okay we'll take a cherry pick a fight to get back on the winning side before you even think about going back into an elite level fight. Mikey Garcia doesn't feel that way. He thinks that he was in the ring against uh, one of the top three pound for pound boxers, but he still thinks he can compete. And whether he can or can't, that's something you have to respect in him. I think the fight with Danny Garcia is a much more even fight. And I think Garcia... Mikey can be competitive in that fight. I would pick Danny in that fight, but I think it's an exciting competitive fight through and through. I don't think that's a boring fight at all. And, and so, I mean, it's something Look, I'm looking I, forward to. I, 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 I mean, 100% looking forward to that fight. I think it is a fight that it will be a very fan friendly fight. Obviously, we have the Puerto Rico versus Mexico. I forgot about that part. You know what I'm saying? Um, That's huge. The Puerto Rico versus Mexico fights are big, big fights. Um, Especially when the two fighters are two of the top 10 to 15 pound for pound guys in the sport. I mean, it it would be a very skill fight, you know? Um, But my thing for Mikey Garcia is this. Yes, this is great. And I'm glad he feels like he can compete in this weight class. But I think we've all seen that that's the guys in that weight class are just too big for him. And in my opinion, there's a little tournament going on in welterweight. You've lost your bid. Go back to your weight class. And there's fights for you in his weight class that I think we better for it. Like, dude, get, let the welterweights do what the welterweights do. But he Let's but clean he's- that out. Let's figure this out. He's able to make those fights happen, and he, he went up two. He, he went up two weight like. Uh, and when I say that, I meant um, in terms of promotion. He went up two weight classes in very short order to take the, on that Errol Spence fight. I understand maybe, that. May, maybe he's had a little bit more time to settle in 
at 147. Maybe he doesn't want to do such a drastic weight cut anymore. And, and I'm not saying these things are true, but it's these a, are storylines that we can examine as we move forward to the fight. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it, while it may seem like he's bitten off a bit more than he can chew in this instance, this is still a, a, a high-level fight, and we can't definitively and just so easily pick Danny Garcia and totally write Mikey and off. I, and and I'm it. not doing that. And I don't want to say I'm ago, doing that. he didn't that. look amazing. Yeah, well, he was also fighting against, again, I, and I'm looking at him in terms of I want to see Mikey get back on track because if Mikey Garcia goes out here and actually loses another big fight, his star diminishes, and I don't personally want to see that. I don't think this is a smart fight. I feel like he should fight somebody, even if it is a upper echelon guy. It should be an upper echelon guy in his weight class, somewhere where he's comfortable, where it'll be a more evenly matched fight, or even he has the advantage so he can continue building his star power. Now, do I love it? Yeah, I love the cojones on somebody to go out there and say, whatever, I'm going to fight anybody and everybody. I love that. And I'm not here to knock that. I'm just thinking about it at this term. Like, I'm asking more so in terms of a businessman. As a businessman and somebody who actually cares about Mikey Garcia's career, it's like, dude, I mean, you know what? It's a gamble. They, they're they're going to put it on themselves. Because if he does beat Danny, it's huge. But if he takes his L again, we're going to look at it like, is he as good as we thought he was? And then people are going to start really going through and looking at everything with a fine tooth comb to say, how good is he really? But so Mikey's rich. He's he's rich. His family's well off. He comes from a boxing family, uh, a Mexican boxing family. And I think in our eyes, a loss diminishes him and it does diminish some of his star power. But Mikey Garcia knows who he is. He knows what fights he can win, and he knows what fights are going to make him great. And like many Mexican fighters before him, he's always willing to take on that risk. It may seem stupid to us because we're conditioned to fighters. I I don't think it's stupid. I I just feel like he should take another fight. Again, we're not talking about MMA. We're MMA. You got to fight whoever the hell we give you. You can take two years off. We're going to give you a dog when you come back. Being boxing, boxing has that loophole, excuse me, where they're, they allow their guys to do that. Do you know what I mean? They allow them those guys to go ahead and take a whatever fight to kind of, to kind of dust it off to make sure their, their star shines better so they can get more money. Give them somebody who we know he can scuff so the next time when you do make this fight, you make even more cash. So I don't know. I'm looking at it from Mikey in terms of a businessman and at the same token, I think Mikey Garcia kind of halfway gave up in his last fight. So I don't know where he is mentally, to be honest with you. Yeah, I think you have some great points. Um, But when this fight was made, I said a win for either of these fighters is huge. Oh, yeah. And obviously, I mean, look, anything could happen and I still have to think about it. First thought, I go with Danny because I think Danny has been looking really good recently. You know, so... And I'm Puerto Rican, so whatever. All right, man. Uh, last anything, any last final thoughts, man? Before we get out of here today. Um, let's see. I'm trying to pull up to see if there's any other fights that I didn't mention were happening today. Um, let's see. Nope. Uh, I think All I right, touched man. on everything. Perfect, yeah. brother. Well, hey, man. This weekend should be fun. Um. Oh, oh, no. Billy Joe Saunders. Actually, you know what? Billy Joe Saunders is fighting today. Um, That will probably be on DAZN. Oh, no. 
Billy John. Uh, hey, look, Billy, Billy Joe Saunders, Saunders is great, but I'm gonna be honest with you. He needs to stop failing PED tests and missing weight and stuff. Once he stops doing that kind of stuff, I'll talk about him more. Well, he, Anything his, else? T- his test was controversial because he failed for something that he would not have failed for in the UK. So, and he and he's obviously from the UK. So I feel that's a bit controversial, but he's fighting today on ESPN Plus. Your boy, Joey, uh, Joe Joyce, is also fighting today on ESPN Plus. So just wanted to mention those two fights are happening today from England, so they will probably be a bit earlier in the day for nice. us. So check those out. That will be on, like I said, ESPN Plus. This evening isn't even on pay-per-view. We can see Deontay Wilder right on Showtime. So uh, check that fight out on Showtime. Brandon, B-Cam, my guy, thank you as always for joining me, my dude. Oh, yes, sir, man. Happy to be here. Appreciate everything, Serge. Absolutely, man. Yo, and we will see you uh, here next time. Um, We can find you, BCAM13 at IG. Yes, BCAM13 on IG. That is with two M's. And BCAM thinks on Twitter. That is one M. Beautiful. All right, brother. I appreciate you, man. Hey, have a good rest of your weekend, bro. Be good. Yes, sir. Peace out. All right, welcome back. Um, Thank you so much for listening to my episode with Brandon Camille. This weekend should be fun, man. Um, I can't wait. I'm a huge fan of Deontay Wilder, and I really believe that he's going to end up getting pushed this match, even though I still see him winning within the first five rounds, man. Uh, Dude is an absolute beast. Um, The Jared Hurd fight, look, Jared Hurd, I thoroughly believe, is a champion. Um, But like I said... When you actually look at it and you actually think about it, can he continue developing his skill set? Only time will tell. So we'll end up seeing what happens with that. Um, but all in all, man, boxing is an incredible place. Um, and uh, hey, great championship fights this weekend. Gary Russell Jr., uh, Deontay Wilder, man. It should be a lot of fun. Um, we will be back here extremely soon to break it down, uh, to let you guys know everything that happened. And um, with that being said, this is episode 113 of the Fight Podcast. I am your host, Serge Vicente. Thank you, as always, so much for joining me. Um, The Fight Podcast is brought to you each week by Sage Eats. Sage Eats offers healthy meals and fitness mentoring. Sign up for Sage Eats at sageeatschicago.com. Apply promo code FIGHT for 15% off your first three months. Remember, follow The Fight Podcast on all social media platforms at The Fight Podcast. And follow me at Serge Vicente support the show check out the website thefightpodcast.com and the fight podcast is everywhere podcasts are available man so let your friends know share and uh and get it out there man so without further ado with that being said thank you guys again this has been episode 113 to the next time peace out